Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One alive, one dead. One fictional, it's up to you who you choose, you pick them all. It's up to you who you choose, you pick them all. Who you having? Make it who you wish. This is your dinner party, and it's your guest list. Hello, and welcome to episode one of Guest List with Jake Lambert. Thank you very much for downloading, and thanks for the response to the trailer as well. It's been an uh, amazing reaction to it, and we've got good reviews already on iTunes about at the time of record we've got about 12 five star reviews and that's just for the trailer so thank you very much I'll try not to let you down if you haven't heard the trailer to let you know what the podcast is about it's uh, me sitting down and talking to a different comedian each week to find out who would be their perfect dinner party guests uh, but with with the rules being they can only pick three and one has to be alive one has to be dead and one has to be fictional um, basically it's because uh, we're in lockdown and it's coming close to a year now and I got to gig a little bit but I sort of miss my friends so it's, it's quite a sad start to the show but I thought this would be a nice way to hang out with my friends um so the first one is first guest is one of my favorite comedians one of and one of my best friends which is a nice start it's Sean Walsh who you'll know from things and other things but he um he's great he's very funny we have known each other for many years now we actually start this episode by talking about how we met and um and sort of just gone a journey of uh of our time on tour together which i'll make sure the podcast is i think people would like that i mean let me know if you don't but i want it to also be me talking about comedy and uh and and how i know people as well as just rather than it just being like Desert Island Discs and all being a bit, you know, I mean, Desert Island Discs, I'm not going to slag it off, it's brilliant, but I just, I am not going to make people cry. Um, not intentionally, anyway. But um, also, I should say this, um, if you could rate the show and share it and tell your friends, that would be lovely, because obviously the more people that hear this, the better. And um, so you can do that, I think, if you can sort of, review it on itunes and then you can leave it uh obviously only if you've got nice things to say if you've not got anything nice to say so keep it to yourself um or just send it to me on twitter i'm used to that also it's good for podcasts apparently to have um like a like mail in so you lot can can get in you lot sorry so you so the listeners can get in contact with me so i've set up an email address called um guestlistwithjake at gmail.com now, I had to think of a reason to mail in, but I didn't want it to just be people also messaging in with who their guest list would be because it might get a bit repetitive. So either you could message in to say, um, maybe it could be who you think would be the three worst 
to have and why. Um, or, bit meta, if you've got a reason for a mailing, email me that and we can just do that. Um, so it's guestlistwithjake at gmail.com. And just to say, I recorded this episode before I bought this new microphone, so you will notice a slight difference in sound quality, but not content quality. So without further ado, here is the first episode with the very funny Mr. Sean Walsh. Um, we, we should start, Sean, I reckon, by um, telling people how we met. Do you remember? Do you remember when we met? We met at the uh, Leicester Mercury Comedy Festival. Yes, we did. Yeah, good and night, that. Very good night. And you were in the final? No, I was in the final the year before. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I just been doing. I, I was up there just doing my own show that year. That was uh, Tom Lucy and George Lewis were in the final. Uh, so, so where did you come the year before? Um, I, they just have winner and then not me. <laughs> so yeah, we met then, and then um, a year later. I was your tour support. And you were my tour support because we'd had a laugh in Edinburgh. And I, I don't think at this point I'd seen you do stand-up. You'd never seen me do stand-up until um, about 15 minutes into my set whilst opening for you, I saw you pop in at the back. Because <laughs> cause, uh, just because like you've got really good eyesight and you can see all the way to the back of arenas. Lovely stuff. <laughs> Well done. Enjoy that. <laughs> and, 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 and not little art centres. In Bangor. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, you remember, do you remember that day? We've talked about this a few times, actually, because we'd had a big Edinburgh to the point, actually, where you and I, I think, went out most nights. And mornings um, went out on a big. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then when I when I got to your support gig, a few people would say to me, "Oh, I see, I see the networking worked for you then." That's hilarious. Well, uh, it did. It did. I guess it did. Yeah, paid off. That's sort of all network. I mean, I don't know. You can do it cynically, but that's sort of what it is. That can. Just go out and you meet people and and generally you know it goes back to that saying it's who you know yeah i did do it cynically <laughs> this was all a plan you all those years ago you saw me at the loft bar and you went i'm gonna have him as my guest on my podcast some people would say i backed the wrong horse Move out the way. Move out the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yes, and then um, yeah. Do, do you remember what you said to me when I when I came to pick you up? I don't remember what I said, but I I know you always bring it up, so I know you do. Yeah, which was I I got out and you sort of looked at me and went oh, and I went what? And you said sorry, I've just got so used to seeing you in photos, I forgot what you actually looked like. <laughs> good and then i I was um i was driving there because it was like a five-hour drive wasn't it to bangor is it bangor bangor whatever yeah and uh 
So I wore a tracksuit. And then about three hours in, you turned to me and went, are you going on in that? <laughs> <laughs> My slough character act. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Good gig, though. Although, was that the one we then went back to on the next tour with those girls that broke in backstage? No, no. It was the it was the day that um, what's the Andy Hollingworth was there. Do you yes, remember? yes, yes, that yeah. Um, and then I, afterwards, some girls were there, and we didn't know what they would, and they were clearly like they stunk of alcohol, and they'd got in backstage. It was just know, really weird. The only thing I remember about that show, it was the only show on that tour where I, I walked off. Oh yeah, didn't you kick people out? I had to, yeah, I had to go, and I had to say, you've got, you know, you've got to leave, and I'm not coming back until you leave. Right, and then they came backstage. That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, that was, um, thanks for coming, anyone who was there, because people from Bangor do follow me on Twitter, but um, that wasn't. But I think, actually, the good ones who are who know how to use the internet wouldn't have been the ones causing the, the uh, havoc. Actually someone one of them did dm me i think the gentleman dm'd me that the next day to apologize oh okay so what were they were they drunk oh they were hammered yes actually because i do recall now i was on stage and there was a there was i think three people who just wouldn't stop talking and i just ignored it because i couldn't be, i don't think i could be bothered by that point of the tour either <laughs> <laughs> and the uh the next day, we, we walked along that, um, was it an aqueduct? Do you remember when we got scared halfway? That was amazing. I didn't it really know was. That, I, di- I didn't know that that existed. No. I think my, my friend Steph had told me that we should go and do it. So we did it. I think it was near Shrewsbury, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, a, 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 a river in a bridge. I, it was I, amazing. I, I had no idea that. I genuinely I had no idea that existed. Apparently it was the Romans, I think. Oh, yeah, they're great, aren't they? <laughs> roads oh rivers uh, water roads yeah they, they combined those two things yeah. <laughs> they really did live off those two but uh they did well yeah um, bridges i assume now they would have been around before them but if roads weren't maybe they wouldn't why would you need a bridge well I guess because you to get across the river anyway so thank <laughs> you <for that> <laughs> So um, you uh, you know the the idea for the uh, for the podcast um, to pick your three perfect dinner party guests. Yes. Do you? I imagine actually you've gone you've gone to dinner parties. I can't imagine you hosting one. That'd be a nightmare. Yes. No, I've not hosted one. Um, I have. I've not been to many dinner parties. It's sort of my idea of hell. Yeah, I thought growing up, I'd go to loads. I used to, sometimes I'd read a book that I thought I should read. And in my head, I'd think I'll be at a dinner party one day and someone will ask if I've read this book and I'll I'll know that I have and I can talk about it. And that's never happened. That will, I think that will happen. Oh, the book I've read, someone will mention it. I'm currently reading Charles Bukowski, thinking this will come up. Which, which one? Uh, Post Office. Oh, okay. Yeah, have you I've... read that? No, I've read women. Oh, okay. You do read women. <laughs> I am. Um, 
um, have you read Ham on Rye? No. That's my favourite one okay. of, of the two I've read, and I've not even finished one of them. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. yeah. Read. <laughs> and um, I read that the quickest I've ever read a book. I, I read it during the last lockdown, I reckon, in about four days. That's tremendous. I'm a very, I enjoy reading, but I'm a very slow reader. I'm currently reading Errol Flynn's autobiography, um, which has my favourite title for a book. Uh, it's called My Wicked, Wicked Way. and it's a tremendous book and it uses sort of like apparently apparently dylan morin i I read this somewhere he didn't get his influences from other comics which is obviously where most comics get their influence from he he got his influences from not you know novels and books and so and obviously that play that you can see when you know that it becomes quite obvious because of the, the sort of lyrical yeah. manner in which he um, delivers and you know delivers his stand-up. It works with him, doesn't it? If I started doing that, he's, he's certain people can. I think with his whole character thing. But you, do you remember when I told you to stop using the word juncture <laughs> on stage? <laughs> <laughs> I must say. I just oh. saying that Sean took a sip of coffee. Oh, <laughs> that coffee nearly went everywhere. Yes, I do. Yes, yeah. Well, the thing is, it's because the thing, the reason it suits him is is because it's 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 because it's who he is. I discovered that a few years ago, and I sort of take. You're welcome. I was <laughs> I was with a fr- I was I was with a fr- um, another comic. He was sort of talking about a routine I did, and um, he and and and, he, and and I remember him saying like, oh, he wanted to 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 do. It was, I don't want to lie, but it was something like, you know, he was like, oh, I want to do more stuff like that. And I I remember I said to him, I take um, I take umbrage with that, <laughs> and he went umbrage. <laughs> <laughs> Because I always think that the worst thing you can ever do is try and emulate anyone. You know, I did it, you know, starting out years ago, I did it. And I just think the worst thing you can do is is watch a bit of stand-up and sort of go, I'll do that. I just I just don't, I just sort of try and say what exactly it is that I think is funny. Um, yes, it's very true, actually. I've never, never gone, I, I need to do another one of those, I need more of that. I just do it, and if it's funny, it stays in. But you're such. I think I, I look at you and I think you're such a technician. But I don't. I think you're oh, you're God. just nat- you're just you're you're just naturally like that. That's naturally yeah, yeah, yeah. how you. So it's not enforced. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just me that up there. It's me, but I've got a microphone in my hands. Yes, but also the way that you consume stand up is, you know, the way you you almost you can see through it, and you I I think like you can see the blueprint of everyone's set. I reckon you could come up to me and tell me tell me what it is I'm doing and I wouldn't know and I'd go no I I didn't look at it like that I was just trying to <laughs> say, say thing, but yeah you, you'd be able to see the blueprint but that's because you you really are like that I wonder if if we were to talk talk about this in football analogies which position do you think we'd both be Oh wow I've um would you be like Oh God! I mean, I, can I be honest with you? I don't really understand the question. 
Well, you'd be on the subs bench then. <laughs> I, no, because I reckon that like from that point as a footballer, like a creative midfielder who can see what other people can do, so he can knows when to feed them and what to do and how they play. But you would sort of be like um, that classic, like uh, forward who sees nothing but the goal. The goal being a stand elevation. <laughs> Uh, I, do you know what? I'm not going to argue. Mm. Take that. I can say that you, you'd be seen as like the last of the great forwards. <laughs> this is what a wonderful Monday morning I'm having. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the podcast, Sean. I think if you're a footballer, you'd be the greatest striker of all time. So, um, have we have we started? <laughs> So, right. Um, oh. do, do, do you know what I've actually done? Because this is, this is the first one. I thought this might be a bit of fun to do. Might get might get harder with with other guests. But I've made a prediction of um, of your uh, of your guests on this little bit of a. I mean, sorry, in this gold envelope. <laughs> um, did you did you find that difficult to choose? I didn't find uh, dead difficult. There was, only, there was only one that... Well, there was one of two, and I might as well tell you the other one. The other one was going to be Jesus. But I don't know if that's dead or fictional. Oh. <laughs> Controversial. Careful. And um, obviously, I'd have Jesus there so I could save money on wine. Um, <laughs> so, um, so dead was easy. Uh, so I've actually met a lot, of, a lot of, you know, what you might call heroes. So that one was that one was harder. Oh, I had to God. decide would I would I have dinner with one of them, even though like I know, like I even know one of them quite well. Yeah, then, we've been to Nando's loads. <laughs> and then fictional fictional was tough. Um but I, I've decided who it who it will be. Yeah. My first dinner party guest that I would invite around for dinner would be Tom DeLong of Blink-182. Oh, really? Okay. Not not what I thought it was going to be. No, I know. Um, have you met him? Have I met him? No. Well, I've, I met, thought you were I've, Jim I've, I've met Lee Evans and I've met um, Jim Carrey, but yeah. I've... Like, I feel like Jim, I feel like, you know where Jim Carrey is uh, into duality and whatnot? Do you know about yeah. that? I just, I'm, oh, maybe I should, I, I just don't know if I, basically I, I, I wanted a musician there because my, mm-hmm. other two, my other two aren't musicians and I thought I'd mix it up and, um, and I'd, I'm not sure I w- I'd want to talk about duality over dinner because when you think of jim carrey there you want the outtakes from pet detective liar liar you want him because you and him i mean you and him him in that film and you trying to do a food shop together would be hilarious (laughs) (laughs) but you trying to do a food shop 
while Jim Carrey tells you about there's a reason you picked up that tin of chickpeas, uh, we'll just do your head in. No, and I and I just thought, what because, I, the thing is, because of my other guest that is dead, I don't think I need Jim Carrey at the dinner table. Yep. And, and so, and so thinking. Tom, yes, and Tom DeLonge is uh, the lead singer, or, you know, the former lead singer of Blink-182, the lead singer of uh, Angels and Airwaves. But his music... Uh, I've just spent every day. I mean, it's it's mad, but I've spent every day of my life um, since I was, I don't know, like my early twenties, mid twenties or something, mm. with with Blink One Eighty Two, and obviously my teenage years with Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, and so, a lot of car journeys to gigs. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he believes in aliens. Oh, does he? Like, yeah, he's he. he um, came, I don't think that's too mad, is it? Or does he believe they've been, they've been to Earth? I think that's the difference, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. It very, it very much depends on how near you think the aliens are to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If 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 you think they're in another solar system, fine. If you think they're in Buckingham Palace, we've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> But he's like he's mad, and I just I, I I love his guitar riff. So you know maybe for dessert Tom could get out the guitar, and we'd we'd have a strum, yeah. we'd have a little jam, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So from what I know of you, Sean, you love music, but you seem to specifically like just one, that one band. Why was it Blink-182? Or sorry, and is it also, is it Blink-182 or Blink-182? In America, it's Blink-182. And in the UK, it's Blink-182. Right, because we just decided that you can just get away with one less syllable. Yeah, I don't, and and I don't no, know. What, nobody says the number like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because really it should be Blink 182. That's actually one of the first questions I would ask is, is why, why 182? Because originally they were called Blink, but there was an Irish dance band that were going to sue them. For the, oh, really? For the name rights, yeah. So they had to change to Blink 182. So, yeah, go on. Why, why Blink 182? No, wait. Is that what we say? Yeah. I mean, if you're a real fan, you just say blink. Do you know what I mean? Well, obviously, teenage years, uh, I was I was at that peak. Actually, I think I was a tiny bit older than I should have been, probably. <laughs> Listening to Blink-182, you had all the small things. What's my age again? And they were sort of 
they were the, they were like the they were the tracks that would come on on the indie night that everyone would go crazy for. And I first I first um, came across Blink Wallet Two in the film American Pie, which is obviously I didn't realise until now has had such a big impact on my life because the reason I've got two ends in my name is because of Sean William Scott, who played Stifler. Stifler was my favourite character. Sean William Scott had two ends, so I put the other end on. <laughs> and then when Jim is running across the gardens to, like, garden skipping to get to the other room so he can watch, is it Nadia get changed on the webcam? And he's garden skipping to his friend's house to watch. Very of like, its time, wasn't it? Very of its time. The good old days. <laughs> It'd be considered snuff now. <laughs> but um, but uh, and Blink-182 are actually in the film. They're watching it on webcam as well. And um, yeah, and the song that's um, the song that's playing was Jimmy's Garden Skipping is Mutt by Blink-182. And it, that just stuck. That Mutt. became my favourite song. Uh, and and then I don't know what it was about. For some reason, I got back into them in my like mid twenties and I have I've quite obsessive behavior patterns or issues you might want to say. So like they they just I know it's 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 cheesy but it just they just make me happy. And I try listening yeah. to other music and, and I just think, oh I could just be listening to a blink song and yeah. I put a blink song back on. That's 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 one of the most Sean Walsh sentences you'll ever hear. What? Because you, 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 you would have that approach to so many things. Like, I remember talking about, we won't name them, but, but they were a big stand-up act. And me saying, would you go and see them? And you said, no, why would I pay to see somebody do a job not as well as I could do it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so modest. I'm so modest. That's why people like me so much. I'm so down to earth. <laughs> but also um, i think blink 182 i know it's silly but how sort of irreverent it it, it was and and immature and I, like i remember at the end of my at, at the end of one of my edinburgh shows i would play a song called family reunion where the lyrics are literally shit piss fuck cunt cock, cocksucker motherfucker tits fuck dirty twat podcast now has to be put as explicit yes and and i know how i know how immature that is but there was something about it that and maybe i overthink these sorts of things but you know i was never really a critically uh you know in favor comedian and i sort of almost knew that in no matter what i did no one was really gonna write anything you know like not that I think about it every day, <laughs> but I got a standing ovation in Loughborough and I got a three star review in The Guardian. And you go, I don't I don't know what else I could do. Like, surely that's. Yeah. What what reviewers have to realise is you and I are doing what whoever's up there at that time is doing what they do. And if what they're doing is getting a standing ovation, that can only be five stars. I think it's the, it's like the, it's not like, 
I'm an arena comic where the, 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 the audience have seen in a past DVD that you get a standing ovation and, you know, yeah, it's not like you walk on like an American comic and you get a standing ovation at the top. I was in a, I think like a half full art center or something. So to do that, it was full. Actually. Was, always was it full? Was it full? Yeah. Yeah. It was, and it was good. And like to do that is really hard. And I remember, so what I would do is sometimes at the end of the show, I would put on Blink-182, I think this was in Edinburgh, I would put on um, Blink-182 Family Reunion, because I, I probably did it, in, what do, what's that phrase, to cut off my nose in, in spite of my face. Cut off my nose to spite my to, face, to, I think. Just to, to spite my face, because I knew it would just anger the critic even more. He would go, oh, look yeah. at this. Oh, this grown man, look how pathetic he is, playing a song with just swear words. It's so banal. And like that was the, I did that on purpose. So stupid. I don't know why I do things like that. But I, I, I just think, oh, they don't like me. This will make them like me even less. I'll put this on. Yes. Yeah. But then what, what's annoying is it's silly. If, if, if another act did that, a very liberal, you know, imagine um, Jeremy Jackets. Who uh who did uh, you know his show on stilts and then at the end he played that song <laughs> and then at the, at the end he uh he, yeah he played that song that would that would be and, and an extra half star for the incredibly amusing use of the uh the Blink 182 song um I can't remember what it's called Family Reunion Family Reunion. So this just, I'm just sort of tied into this band so much. They're such, it's so strange. I just become so obsessive. There's, I've got a tattoo behind my ear, um, of like oh, a reference, reference. Yeah, to okay. The band and, yeah. They're part of the fabric of your very being. Do you know what? They just are. I want to laugh at it, but they, yeah, they just are. I'm just, I'm just preparing for Desert Island Discs when Radio Four come calling for this, uh, for this podcast. Um. <laughs> Sean, we're going to swiftly move on now to your second choice. Um, um, Your second guest, um, of which somebody who's no longer with us. Charlie Chaplin. Oh, lovely choice. Lovely. And I assume then you grew up watching Charlie Chaplin. Grew up watching Chaplin um, as a child. Chaplin and Laurel and Hardy used to be on... um, on you know breakfast television i think it was breakfast television i was a very 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 for those young... listening they were on at that time they were not on the sofa on gmtv <laughs> oh my god you should have heard the talking down to that piers morgan gave him oh my god <laughs> piers morgan bollocking chaplin for the great dictator oh <laughs> bollocking hardy for fat shaming <laughs> well, Piers Morgan absolutely destroys them uh, when they're when they're plugging out their new film, uh, and Har- Hardy turns to him and says, "What another fine mess you've got on us into." <laughs> <laughs> but so I I um sorry yes in the mornings so in the mornings my mum my mum would put on uh, Chaplin. It's such an iconic image. It will just always be iconic. To me, it feels like, and I know it's not the case, of course. It almost feels like, 
because of the way that he tied into the birth of cinema and the birth of silent comedy, he's almost feels like to me, like the beginning of comedy. I mean, I know he's not, but his relationship with cinema, the timing, the, the timing of it all, it's like, it's, yeah. the, it's the beginning. And, 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 and he is the biggest film star there. There probably ever will be. I would just want to have that conversation and, and know what that is. That what's that like? You know, it's it, it's a different time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and what do you think he he'd react to if um if you told him about what you did and then and then that you ended with the song Family Reunion. For a <laughs> I'm not not sure Chaplin would be impressed by that. (laughs) Also, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you do because we gig in Kennington at that comedy night, always be comedy. But Chaplin is from Kennington. Chaplin at a period in in a period in his life was a, a homeless boy, a homeless young boy. Mm. And that journey from being a homeless young boy to being the biggest film star of all time is, I just, uh, for me, I, I certainly don't know a story like it. It's absolutely incredible. The way that he talks about comedy, the passion, and the sort of, especially the sort of, the artist's mind that he has about it. How it's all connected to love, and it's all connected to compassion and for one another, and all of that mm. sort of sort of thing. Is, is I, I love I love reading about comedy in in that in that sense. So you know, he think he wants. Comedy should, comedy should be beautiful. So I just think it's the most amazing story there is, and I would love to be told it in person. Because he did write an autobiography, but apparently a lot of his autobiography is nonsense. Silence. <laughs> um. <laughs> I've read a lot of his biographies, but I've yet to have actually read his. Oh, uh, okay, because of because of the nonsense. No, I don't know why actually. I will do. I think I wanted uh, to say. I think I wanted to save it till last. Why would you read a biography I after mean. an autobiography? Oh, right, till you finish his ones. Yeah. I thought you'd be the last book you ever read. <laughs> <laughs> just really, just really time it. <laughs> just with a gun <laughs> next to it. Uh. Very nice. You've got two um, very different guests there. So I know the next one is the hardest one. I assume it's the one you struggled with the most. It was, yeah. Um, and did, when when thinking about the third, did you in any way think of how these three people would interact? Absolutely not. No, of course not. Because no. I imagine with you, it'd actually be, you'd, you'd prefer it if they just came individually. Oh, God, yeah. Wouldn't anyone... Oh, well, yeah, well, you you trying to host something anyway would be a nightmare. You'd be too stressed to enjoy it. I know. I know. No, I know it's true. I, I just couldn't. Oh, I just I don't even like, to be honest with you, I don't even like um, this. I don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like someone coming around my flat. Like, yeah, oh, like, I know. Do you remember how annoyed you were the first time I pulled up at yours and asked if I could go in for a wee? I can't stand that. I... For, for the drive from mine to yours is half an hour. That's enough for me to need a wee. To, yeah. To have not needed a wee at all, to go to absolutely bursting. Is it bursting or busting? Either one I was. Yeah. Uh, 
I could see the, the, the change in your face as I went, I'm really sorry, I'm going to have to use your toilet. I know. I just, I, I think there's just, I had, um, I had a friend round uh, recently, comedian, great comedian, Jimmy McGee, popped round um, to my flat in between the lockdowns, I should add. And, and he just made a comment. It was a very funny comment. But he looked into my bedroom from the hallway. And I've got sort of, uh, how would you describe it? Like a very, it's quite a feminine wallpaper. It's a, ye- it's a light yellow wallpaper with these sort of sketches of I don't know sort of a Victorian couples entering one of those one of those little stages you get at parks that have a little roof what are they yeah um, oh, like a, um, oh I heard a man say it says I was walking through Battersea Park and I thought I wouldn't have I would never use that word it's like where the orchestra might play yeah like the bandstand yes yeah and that's my wallpaper in my bedroom and Jimmy yeah. went this is very he went, this is very nice. Where's your room? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? And, I, obviously, I, I, I know your flat, I know, but I make a point whenever I'm at anybody's house to like just not look in the bedroom. I think absolutely. that's too much of it. Don't want to see it. Absolutely. Obviously, unless I'm dating them. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, um, so obviously now with fictional, you've got such a su- such a big spectrum of loads of fantastical characters that you could choose. You know, you could have a Jedi, be amazing. Do you know what I mean? You could have a go on the lightsaber. Yeah, it'd be a nightmare a- with the plates. You say that, but it'd be good for cutting food. Great for cutting food, but watch the crockery. Yeah, but I just had to, and I I, I suppose you probably worked this one out. But my favourite film is, of course, Ghostbusters. Yeah. And, yeah, you, you look like you, uh, you've you got this. But I reckon you've chosen the wrong character. Go Cause, on. Because it would have to be Ray Stans, the heart of the Dr. Ghostbusters. Dr. Raymond Stans. Oh, well done. Eh? Well done. What do you think of that then, eh? Very impressive. Why did you, why did you get it? Why did you get that well, right? Because in, in a, in again a very uh, a very Sean uh, approach to, to to life favorite film is Ghostbusters but Sean unlike majority of people who've ever seen a film he's not a huge fan of Bill Murray so <laughs> <laughs> no it's not you to be clear though you've made it sound like I. I I I take issue with Bill Murray and his films. I don't I don't. It's um you know I love the, the the thing is I don't just I don't God I don't want to sound like I'm having a dig at Bill Murray. But you know like it seems very hipster just going oh yeah Bill yeah Murray, yeah Bill Murray. It's like well actually I love Ghostbusters. I love Groundhog Day. I love Lost in Translation is also probably in my top five to be fair. But like. I'd, I'd be lying to you if I said I love the film Stripes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a I bit like, I think you saying that about Bill Murray is the same as saying, this is my favourite band, this is my favourite album, but their song that held the number one record is not my favourite song on that album. Yes. You've got your own, there's your own connection. Yes. And, with and Dr. The, Ray Stans. Well, I think the reason Dr. Ray Stans is, um, I love that you're calling him Dr. Ray. Dr. Ray Stans is... Um, my favourite Ghostbuster is because 
it's probably because of a line that Venkman says uh, in Act 3 is give it up for Ray Stans, the heart of the Ghostbusters. As a kid, I just went, oh, that's oh, that's the heart of the Ghostbusters. So that's my favorite Ghostbuster. It probably would have been Venkman like everyone else's. Yeah. But it's the enthusiasm, the childish, energetic enthusiasm that Ray possesses for for catching ghosts and the ghostbusters so like i just I, I just adore it and and um and really the only the real the reason i've got a ghostbuster there is because i would say to ray oh by the way if you if you if you're coming um do do bring the proton pack and the trap <laughs> and, and the ecto one you'd have to warn him that chaplin's gonna be there <laughs> <laughs> what have you done <laughs> oh i don't believe it <laughs> Caught Charlie Chaplin. You've also didn't you write a whole script? I wrote a treatment for Ghostbusters Three, and I'll let you into a little secret. Um, this is so this is so bizarre. But during times of stress, <laughs> of, of which I've had a couple. <laughs> but. Uh, I, I, what I do to help me get to sleep, it, it gives me a place of comfort, is I sort of watch my Ghostbusters free in, in my mind in bed and it helps me go to sleep. Not because it's boring, because it's comforting. <laughs> it was rubbish. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I nodded off. Awful. But um, yeah, so I sort of, I, I, yeah, I, I know the, the first scenes in quite a lot of detail and yeah, it's very so strange. How disappointed are you going to be when you sit down and watch the actual third one? I won't Next be disappointed. I won't be disappointed. It's written and directed by the son of the director of one and two, Jason yeah. Reitman. I managed to bump into him in in a in LA at the comedy store. He walked past and I went, Jason! And I went, I'm I'm so sorry. I, I'm 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 the, I'm you know Ghostbusters in my life. It's one of my favourite films. And um, and he said, oh, you know, we've just wrapped on, you know, on 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 the third one. And I went, yeah, no, I know, I know, I know, you know, I follow you on Instagram. Yeah, I, know, I I I can't wait. And he said, I hope I don't let you down, right? And I put my hand on his shoulder, and I said, you won't. I can feel it. <laughs> but the thing um, that's really weird is, I I can feel it is actually a line from, I don't know, subconsciously this must have happened. It's a line from number one. Mm. When, when Ray goes, we're close on this one, I can feel it. So Do you reckon he knew? No, because it's, it's he, he, I reckon even he doesn't know the films as well as you do. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, so that was, a, that was a cool little moment. I'm really looking forward to the third one. I think, I think I've seen the trailer obviously a thousand times and I, uh, I, think, I think he's going to nail it. I hope so, for your sake Thank and you. mine as a fan, but yeah. mainly for you because I'll have to deal with the uh, the phone call afterwards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, okay, you've got the three of them there. Amazing people. Problem is, Sean. And I love I love every, every one of every one of your choices. I wasn't I wasn't completely correct. Um, do, you want, do you want to hear mine? Yes. Um, for a live, 
Um, Dylan Moran. Well, I've met Dylan Moran. Yes, I know. Oh, sorry, Moran. Um, well, I don't even know if it's Moran or Moran, whatever, but, you know. I should just, have asked him. Probably yeah. not what you'd pick as the question. But um, I know you met him. You met him during the Fringe uh, 2019. Yes. And then he, I, was, uh, he, was, he, was a, he was a dream. He was just what he would he would... He would be how you would want him to be, I suppose, is what I would say. He yeah. was, he, he was, yeah. A, he was, yeah, he was a wonderful man. I suppose the only thing I was surprised by was how, how sort of actually surprisingly personable he and char. Not that you didn't, wouldn't think that he was charming, but I thought he would just be. I thought he would completely. I suppose I got him confused with Bernard Black, and I thought that he would completely yeah. wanted to avoid talking to me but he he said hello to i thought i'll leave him alone and he took off his sunglasses and he said hello sean and um i was yeah i, I it was it was really lovely he i'll tell you a little thing he said he said what what, what time's your show maybe I'll, I'll bring my son i'll come along and i said oh eight o'clock eight o'clock eight o'clock you know whatever i was really yeah. excited and um we had a little chat and he, he walked away and I, I remember that I hadn't really told him the venue. I turned around and I said, oh, it's um, it's eight o'clock at the um, at, at the Pleasance Dome. And he turned around and he said, I said, I might come along. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just how I, that's what I, you know, that's what, it was the perfect uh, end to the meeting. And I just loved that. That honesty, that, you know. Uh, I'm going to make a full list here of your guests. First one alive was Tom DeLong. Yes. Tom DeLong. See, I also had a second guess of Mark Mark Hoppus. I thought it was going to be. Hang on, did you get Tom DeLong? No, I got Mark Hoppers. Oh, it, 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 I should have said it was between Mark and Tom. No way. And oh. I went, I went, I went with Tom because <laughs> I think I went with Tom because Mark, basically, Mark Hoppers has an Apple Music radio show, so I feel like I talk to him every week anyway. That's why I've done this podcast. People feel like they can talk to me more than they actually can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go with um, Harold Ramis. Yeah. Harold Ramis. I, I thought keeping with the Ghostbuster theme and how cool it would be to actually see him interact with uh, Dr. Ray Stans. That would be awesome. Um, Strange dynamic because you'd go, would Dr. Ray Stans know who he was? <laughs> <laughs> that would be wonderful. But I. Um, yeah, I, I, apparently the third film uh, sort of surrounds Egon, his character's life and his uh, his grandchildren. I think apparently it's rumoured we'll see Harold Ramis in some sort of form. Sean, mm-hmm. have I told you what the ending has to be for this podcast? No. Does it fucking end? (laughs) (laughs) 
So, now what I've got to do now is I'm picking my perfect dinner party. So I now have to choose one with the help of you. Oh, okay. So, of the three of them, which one do you think I should invite to the ultimate dinner party and why? Um, Format. I, I sort of think it's quite easy, really. I think you, you've got to have perhaps the greatest comedy icon of all time, Charlie Chaplin. I think there's just so, there's there's just so much brilliance there. I mean, not not you know you shouldn't really measure anyone by necessarily by their success, but it, you know if you were to do that, he would be the greatest of all time. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard and a lot of pressure on Tom DeLonge if. Um, Winston Churchill goes up to Tom DeLonge and says, what are you doing here? And he said, sorry, but that's you between me and Chaplin. <laughs> yeah. Say hello. Um, you, you'll be there. What I'll do is all, all my guests are also invited. Oh, lovely. Yeah, that, that's why you're there, because you're sort of, you know, maybe one of my perfect dinner party guests. Uh, depends which mood you're in. <laughs> I'm more in the mood. <laughs> I'm, 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 you, you'd want me to be more in the mood that I was at the beginning of this podcast nine days ago. <laughs> Sean, thanks for coming on. Pleasure, my for friend. the first episode. I, I think, as you know, even though you, um, you jokingly referred to yourself as the guinea pig for the podcast, which it turns out you were, um, <laughs> still, even if the format was slick, you would have been my first guest. Oh, thank you. Um, and, and, and when I've got my own chat show, um, you can come and do the warm up or something. Yeah, oh, there he is. <laughs> there he is. Undercut it. Well done. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say people know where people know where they can find you. Well, download. Uh, I, I have uh, my own podcast with Paul McCaffrey called What's oh. Ups- What's Upset You Now. It's exactly 15 minutes of me and Paul McCaffrey moaning. It, it really helped me get through last lockdown. And what I enjoy about it is when Sean says it's exactly 15 minutes, it does not matter what they're saying. It just stops. Yep. I thought that was the perfect place to end. Again, if you have any feedback, uh, email me at guestlistwithjake at gmail.com. If you have any positive feedback, just put it on iTunes, I reckon. Um I won't go on too much longer because there's nothing else to add here at all. It's just me sat with a cup of tea, talking to myself in a room. But um, I've actually recorded four episodes now, so I won't say who will come out next week because I haven't decided. But um, they're all good. They're all great. And um, oh, if you if there's if maybe if there's a guest you'd like to hear on the podcast, let me know, and um, I'll see what I can do. Um, I'll see you next week. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.